tell your child I love you. Mm. Tell your mom, mommy, I love you, daddy, I love you. Let us create that environment where we are free with one another. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah, we the Bible says um spare pastors will say or people will say, um, fathers are feathers, mm. you know, and when 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 something as big as a father is taken away from you, your life just becomes it goes back to like yeah. grade one, yeah. square one every time. There's beauty in being vulnerable. Yeah. yeah, there's beauty in being mm. vulnerable. As woman in man, there's beauty in saying, you know what, I cannot do, you know, I need to cry, I need to express myself. Mm. Enough of doing today it's hey let's talk with k and a hey let's talk podcast with k and a yes and my a. community people how are we doing how are we I hope we're fine it's kelechi and yes. adese from one village please like say us. hi back to us on the we comment session really appreciate that yeah. say hi back to us hey how are you doing today i'm good i'm excited i'm happy i feel great like it's a good day so, i know yeah, yeah. Exactly, a very good day it's a today. Really good day. It started well. It started really started well. well. Yeah, we have like, work. We have work, but it started it well. It started well. Over the, yeah. I didn't want to get up from bed today. Like I woke up and I kept whining. I was like, mm. but I, like I just had to wake up at seven, and I'm happy. I'm also happy because this is our tenth episode. Yep, our tenth episode, guys. It's like, quite a big feat, you know. It is. It's not easy. It's, it's, it's not episode. easy. Like a lot of persons start, but then. They don't even they don't get to the fifth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it has taken us a while. We started this in our first episode came out in January, February, and February, February. Yes. Yeah, and this is April, um, May. It, oh my God, we have to have an episode Very where we excited. talk about the things that exactly. you know. This first ten episodes has been a lot. I know that busy. I know that some people that have podcasts, you know, having a tenth episode to them is like like what's that? What's that? Yeah, okay. but to but to us. Knowing where we've come from, oh. where we are right now, and how we started, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a big deal. Yeah. So thank you it's guys, thank you guys for listening, streaming, thank you for sharing, following. following, thank you so much. Like we love you guys. Like we're really Did grateful. Did you see the, um, the likes now? Our last, last yeah, our last episode. post, our last it's really episode, beautiful. everything. I love it. It's thank encouraging. You so much. Thank you for the Ogabole episode, the Grill and Grind. Um, thank you for the last episode. People listening to us from different schools, from Abuad. Thank you so much. Blue. Thank you so much. I don't listen to this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. Thank you so so much. Thank you guys. Yeah. Today we have a special episode. We have a special guest in this special episode, and we're really excited for you all to hear from her. She's a very beautiful lady. When I saw her, I was like, oh my God, I know you. You're so pretty. And she's she just has this vibe to her. This energy. I'm so pained that there's no camera taking this hard look right now. But it's fine. <laughs> yes. We have the beautiful Mata here with us. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, Mata? Well, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, please give us like a little intro. Our people want to know yes, you. Talk about yourself. Talk yeah. about yourself, uh, briefly. Okay, well, I am um, Mata Junachujo and I'm... Um, a law student mm -hmm. yeah i think that's basically all i have to say <laughs> that's basically all you have to say that's fine that's that's, that's fine. fine well quick question i would like to ask law students this um 
what inspired you to like study to go into that course like okay yes i I want to study law what was that for you how how did you get that um at first it was like the only option on the list it's, it's still the only option on the list because mm-hmm. i mean if i wasn't studying law mm-hmm. i don't know what else i would be studying okay it's okay. just that thing the other and <laughs> yeah i know but like it's just that thing it just yeah. has to be law Okay. Or economics, but then again, okay. the, the first is law. What happened to Masco? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, but, everybody in the studio that are Masco students right now, we feel hot, but it's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, all good. but then again, minus that, um, I think another thing that actually motivated me to study law was my dad. Okay. And then, now I don't think there, he wasn't much of a motivation again. Mm-hmm for a while mm-hmm. but now that i'm actually in school seeing other students in my faculty like i really love you guys honestly like oh, they are cute. literally motivating me to do better especially our um uh older students that are about to leave okay. shout out to our president and vice you guys are literally the best i just have to say okay. and yeah a few other of them but i won't mention Thank you. That's so that's beautiful. Like that's, that's beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much. Okay, so we have a special episode, like we said, mm-hmm. and Mata is here, and we the conversation for the day is healing, dealing with grief, dealing with depression yeah. at a very young age. We have certain topics where in society we are scared to dive into them. We're scared to voice out that this is it this is what we're going through this is how it is mm-hmm. we are scared to reach out to people to seek help and that's why it's hey let's talk and yeah we, it's young adult experience on anything and everything to let you guys know that we hear you we see you yes we, do. we have a community for you no matter the thing no matter the topic we're going to give it to you guys and we're here to express and so that is the conversation for the day healing dealing with um the le- the loss of a very important person and matter matter here is matter here has had had experienced something like that and it is only fair that you know someone with her energy and her yeah. force and the fact that she still has this beautiful drive to keep on going she's really her story is inspiring and we can't wait for y'all to hear it. So yeah. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I feel like before Mata um, comes in to yeah. you know, share her story and all, I feel like there are lots of people listening to this episode or will listen to this and you're going through um, one grief or another or the other. And sometimes you don't even know the way to the end of the tunnel but you True. just know that there is a way there's a way so yeah so i just feel like this is a healing episode yeah you know helps it's going to help you heal mm-hmm. you know even if you don't get the direct answer to yes as to why it happened mm-hmm. i just pray that some way somehow you just receive healing in your spirit you know yeah. after listening to it so yeah yeah so that that's it so like matter i like i've had like few conversations with my partner here and um so we found out that you lost your dad at a young age so like how how was it like at the point where you lost your dad did you 
did you know what in what death meant for you like what did it mean that oh, okay you know this man is no longer there you know we hear growing up we know that there's life and there's death and we know mm -hmm. that oh people are we are coming to this life and every single day is leading on to the moment we die mm -hmm. but then to experience it firsthand lose a loved one and a parent at that at that point what did it mean to you what did yeah. that mean to you mm -hmm. um i would say a lot of things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. first off for the fact that my dad died in Miliva, i am yeah, very grateful, grateful for that because yes. i know he has gone to rest but aside this particular part it's meant a lot of things for me um okay so first off i always use this description whenever i talk to someone about this you know when you have a donut mm. a full round donut mm -hmm. like it has no hole and anything mm. and then suddenly there is just a hole you just punch it in there mm -hmm. that's how it was for me and minus that one it was also like taking out the foundation of a house mm -hmm. i know that yes christ is our firm foundation no but let's bring it down to the physical mm -hmm. we all know that ah some of us say our parents are really our backbone yeah. yeah so it was literally it was a lot of things for me and basically back then sha yeah. it's it really was on the loss like there are a lot of other positive implications like positive meanings that well death is but let's leave that one aside mm -hmm. for me it was mainly on the loss because all i could see was oh i've lost someone mm -hmm. i had yeah. lost like i had lost my dad mm -hmm. i had lost my backbone i had lost the motivation to do anything i had lost i don't know how to put it opportunities yeah. because yeah Okay, you know this thing where your parents actually feed you dreams? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I want you to go to law school, and then when you're done, you practice, I'll yeah. build you a chamber, mm -hmm. and all of that, all of that. Like, it was, it was, he was ministering sweet words in my ear, like saying, ah, at 21, you'll be independent, and mm -hmm. everything like that. It felt good to hear. So, when... I lost him. It was like I lost all of these things. Yeah, basically, mm -hmm. that was that was what it was to me back then. Mm. Now, I don't know. I felt like it's just. I feel like it's just. I don't know. An opening to other opportunities yeah. because, in as much as, you know, we lose people and it's so painful. The whole thing is so, emotionally emotionally draining. You actually have to come out of it and then carry on because life just goes on true, basically true. so yeah mm -hmm. so so going through you know i think the loss of a loved one is very very i know people don't move on from it easily they don't move it's on it's quite it. very i'll correct you people don't move on from it yes Not yes easily. they don't move yes. on from it yeah. exactly we we said that yes. earlier <laughs> because because looking at how far when it happened mm -hmm. and now I How that, old were you when it yeah. happened? I was, I was eighteen. You were eighteen. Okay. Like, are you the first? Do you have siblings? Oh, I'm the second child, okay. and you are four. Okay, you guys yeah. are four. Okay, okay, okay. So, did you feel, because when it happened, you, there was a void, obviously. Mm -hmm. But did you feel like you had to feel a certain kind of shoe? You had to be in a certain way, you know with the family and everything. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, I did. Um, well, basically, yeah, among all of my other siblings, mm. I would say I'm the more authoritative one. Mm-hmm. Basically, whether my parents are there or not, I'm literally in that position of authority. Because let's all mm. actually be very frank. For people that are first daughters, if you are, if you are, well, yeah, first daughters, if you have an older brother, he basically is your younger sibling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically how it is. So, for me, it was kind of like I had to feel that both emotional role and physical role of a backbone for my mom. Mm-hmm. Because the actual person that was filling that role had left. Mm-hmm. And then I had to do a lot of things. I couldn't, well, I don't want to go so much into the whole story, else 30 minutes will not be enough. <laughs> but the thing is, I had to do a lot of things and, you know, I had to push myself out there and seem strong, especially yeah. in front of my siblings, because yeah. as at the time he died, they were writing exams mm-hmm. and my mom was like, oh, um, they can't know about this now. They have to focus on their exams and be done and everything. And, well, in as much as all of these other things were going on, I couldn't tell them. I couldn't cry in front of them. Yeah. It, it was it was a lot, literally. Mm-hmm. But I had to feel both that role and I don't know, just this emotional support from yes, my mom. Yes. I'm not I'm not someone that is so open emotionally mm-hmm. in my house. Especially my mom because she's not an open person emotionally. She doesn't tell you what she's going through. Although now it's different because well the person she would normally tell all these things is not there. So now it's kind of like well, I'm her. So I put it. Yeah. <laughs> so she tells me, she now tells me everything. But before, our relationship wasn't like that. Until now, it's, it's well, it's, it's improving, mm-hmm. but it's still not like that. So most times I would notice that, oh, she's not feeling too well or she's yeah. not happy. Maybe it's now dawning on her that, oh, this person is not there any longer. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to feel that emotional part, although yeah. I'm actually feeling it. Mm-hmm. But, and, a way that I actually like try to be there for her is just tell my younger sister go and sleep in mommy's room <laughs> because I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's just it's just a lot of things that I had to do, and I don't know. I'm actually I actually don't regret doing it because I don't yeah. think any other of my siblings would have done, done it. it. Yes. I mean, my other brother literally told me, "I think you are the strongest of all of us," mm-hmm. and I still feel I am. Period. So, so I just I just feel like from the story. You're closer. You were closer to your dad, yeah, yeah. and your mom. Yeah. So when he, when when the death happened, where were where were you at that that time? Uh, I don't get the question. When he died, yeah. You're close to your dad, yeah. So when he died, where were the relationship? Yes. The how was the How was the relationship? Yeah, like yes. yeah. Oh, um, it's funny. Like, <laughs> okay, basically. Um, fathers actually prefer their daughters. Mm-hmm. They are biased. Their daughters. Mm-hmm. They, it's not to an extent. <laughs> they are biased. Their daughters, and that's on period. <laughs> I was a living. How will I put it? Um. I was a living um, evidence of that statement. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thing is, um, as at that particular time, and well, all my life as I've known, I am my dad. You know when you create something and then you can say oh this is my exact replica yes yes 
that was that is me in my dad's mom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but that like, makes sense. A whole lot of daughters are like that. Okay, so I am literally the carbon copy of my dad. I look like yeah. my. If people see my mom's picture, they'll be like, "Oh my god, it looks so much like your mom." Like, well, like yeah, but like the thing is, I only took her complexion. Mm-hmm. In everything else, I am my dad in character mm-hmm. and physical. And well, thing is, because of this similarity. Yeah. We were like cat and dogs, <laughs> like. But the thing is, I knew he loved me, mm-hmm. and I I liked the fact that my dad was like, even if he was a Nigerian dad, mm-hmm. he was always very open with saying I love you. Mm-hmm. I I liked that for myself. Mm-hmm. But at the time, my dad died. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is kind of a regret I always have whenever I think about this particular snare because i don't know i just felt like ah Sila, for this time period it should have just been better sorry Sila is my yeah, language name um i feel like for this time period it should, we really should have just been better um so my dad and i uh, normally in the house he's the only person i go to if i want to complain or argue on something he also studied law mm. so <laughs> if i don't agree with something in the house He's the person I go back and forth with. I won't, I won't back down and he won't back down until we come to a consensus at EDM. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get the joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> consensus at EDM mm-hmm. is a term in contract where that means agreement of the minds. Okay. Yeah. So until we come to a consensus, I'm not backing down mm-hmm. and he's not backing down. So I liked that relationship. The fact that I could actually talk to him on a lot of things. Like... I could talk to him about anything and everything apart from boys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I could talk to him about everything. And it was actually a very good relationship for me. Yeah, this is particular. There are two very, like, two very, I don't know how to put it, important memories to me. One particular one, the first time my dad apologized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this was because he came back, and you know, there is this thing with being a favorite child. Mm. Like, in as much as there are benefits of being a favorite child, yeah. there are also disadvantages. First off, like they'll be more strict to you. Yes. Secondly, you are how will I put it? <laughs> they are punching bag. <laughs> I won't say punching bag per se, but it's like you know when you're frustrated, yeah. the person you direct your anger towards, mm. that's what I mean by punching bag. Mm-hmm. So most of the time when my dad is frustrated, it usually comes at me. And there was a particular period when he was so frustrated, he just kept talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. And oh my God, I was, I was getting offended by certain mm. words. And I liked the fact that our relationship was one that if I don't like something that he's doing, I could tell him and yeah. correct him. Mm-hmm. So I did this one particular period and I even had to like quote the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like I went that far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, in as much as... In as much as we are meant to obey and, you know, always do what our parents want and stuff and all of those things, the Bible also says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. I had to quote this for him. And when I was done, he was not telling me his story. I felt good inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my this one, there was this other occasion when I was coming back from writing my jam and um, we were in the car. We were talking really extensively on my future yeah. and he was 
saying how oh um by 21 i said i mentioned this earlier by yes, 21 you you're going to be independent and all of that he always used to talk about how he wanted to be with my own kids mm-hmm. i mean i was way younger then mm-hmm. but like he always wanted to be this granddad yeah that would drive his grandkids to school mm. and just drop them off and you know like have this relationship with my own kids it mm. made me feel like oh he's going to be there for a very long time mm. like even if i'm independent i won't have to be independent independent i don't know if you're getting what i'm saying yes really. but like <laughs> yeah like this was the relationship with my dad but the thing i regret at the time of his death with our relationship was he was in the hospital yeah, mm. he died of an illness mm. But at that time period, I was, uh, I would, I would actually say I was being overworked because mm-hmm. I was the one carrying everything on my head, and my siblings, being the siblings that they are, we are still being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, can you not see how draining? Can you not see how draining this thing is on me? Mm-hmm. Like, and I got so angry to the point that I was having an argument with my younger sis. And my dad heard of it and he called me to the hospital and he was talking to me about it and as usual i was refusing to back down mm. now this made me feel so bad although like my dad is someone who actually forgives very easily which mm-hmm. is something that i also have mm-hmm. and someone that just overlooks a lot of things and like that period he had actually already overlooked it but the thing is if i offend you it's, it's actually weigh on me like a lot so um that period we had talked about it yeah i had resolved the whole thing but it was still weighing on me that oh my dad is in the hospital and i'm making mm. him stress about things like yes. this and i didn't get to tell him that oh this is how i'm feeling about this whole thing blah blah, mm. blah blah and he died so yeah that was one thing that actually like i keep regretting yeah fact that you could not express yourself mm. at that point yeah i couldn't say okay this was really wrong mm-hmm. and stuff but it was it's fine and never did you think that oh, okay i didn't even say i was sorry yeah you didn't say and you didn't think that oh, okay i was actually going to lose yeah, it, yeah. it, just, it yeah. did not occur to you i think that's for me i feel like it's important and it's not just for children but parents too mm. we don't know what life what tomorrow is gonna be true so tell your child i love you Mm. Tell your mom, mommy, I love you, daddy, I love you. Let us create that environment where we are free with one another. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, we, the Bible says, um, spare the rod, you spoil the child. The Bible says a lot of things about discipline. But the Bible also talks about love. And I yeah. think in Africa, we we now have to shout it more. That, yes, I know you love me, but let us shout it. Mm-hmm. Let us act it. It's beyond just, oh, I brought you to this life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I brought you to this life. Yeah. It's now you have to express, you exactly. have to be intentional about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing I've learned from your story with your dad and how much he loved you and he told you. And even when he was wrong, he would say it to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And definitely, you have, everybody has regrets in life. And it just happened the way it did. But still, I feel like you you're still grateful that you got to experience every single thing that you did yeah with him and that that is simply amazing really amazing. so with everything that you were doing like acting strong and you know definitely you felt alone did you have friends are you like when it happened had you finished secondary school like what, what was going on what was, what was happening in your life at that personally you in your life not not family again just you matter what was going on in matter's life okay 
Um, a lot was actually going on in my life at that mm-hmm. period. Um, as at the time my dad fell sick and everything, I was actually processing my admission and visa to go outside okay. to London because mm-hmm. I did Cambridge A levels and I had gotten an admission to University of East London. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was doing that mm-hmm. and. Um, I was supposed to leave earlier that year, mm-hmm. which was 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2021. But as circumstances will have it, um, it didn't happen. As, as, um, <laughs> as, yeah, in August, yeah, he passed, end mm-hmm. of August. Mm-hmm. And September, I turned 19. Okay. Which was another period that, oh, like my dad just died. I just turned 19. Mm. Like I just had my birthday. And that period, like my birthday period, I was actually trying to be positive. I mean, like, yeah, my dad died, but doesn't mean I shouldn't celebrate my birthday. That was mm-hmm. literally the thoughts I had. Yeah. But when I, when I actually like celebrated my birthday, I actually didn't even do much. My friends actually just brought me cake, they bought stuff for my siblings and stuff. They were actually really supportive back then. But um, one woman that's, I don't even know, like, just one woman that's actually a family friend mm-hmm. was saying, oh, it wasn't a good outlook. Okay, so mm-hmm. because my dad died, I should, I should look like my problem. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> that was one of the things that was going on. Like, my birthday, I just turned 19. My mom was getting more worried that, oh my God, I'm getting older and I'm not yet in school. Yeah. That was nothing. I mean, I'm already worried about it, but my mom was more worried than I was. Yeah. And then, um, after three months, like three months after my dad's death, um, my mom was like, okay, I don't want you staying in the house. Like, in as much as you can't get into school with your Cambridge results, mm. which it's not that my Cambridge result was bad because mm. I actually got into the school yeah. outside. Yeah. But, Nigerian schools were all like, oh, jam admission, jam admission. Yes. And I didn't write jam. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it was it was that other thing for me. So I had to um, go for A-levels mm-hmm. in, in Affairs International Center. Okay. And it was it was so funny to me. Like, I feel like that was like reality check when I was yes. traveling to Ibadan mm-hmm. <laughs> for this thing. Because uh, I, was, I was okay with it. Like, okay, at least I won't be at home. I would be doing something academically, mm-hmm. but I got into the bus and I got to Ibadan. And let me tell you, from Portacot to Ibadan is 11 hours. Mm-hmm. And normally I don't even sleep in cars because I enjoy it. Like I enjoy every moment of it. Like I press my phone, mm-hmm. listen to music, read a book, watch something. But this yeah. period, I literally slept for 11 hours, even as I, even if I slept last night. Mm-hmm. And I would, you'll be thinking, okay, maybe I was just tired, but mm. nah, I mean, I didn't purposely cry. I couldn't even just face it. Mm. But when I got to Ibadan, I cried. <laughs> because what? I was supposed to be in London. <laughs> okay, mm. so that was one thing that happened. And <laughs> um, the thing is, throughout the whole thing, you know, it was just like three months ago, I lost my dad yeah. and I'm in school and everything. I was like, okay, this happened, but like, just be positive, make friends, go around and, you know, just chill. Yeah. It was so funny that in as much as I was trying to be positive, let me tell you something. There is a place where depression reaches mm. that 
there is nothing you can do about it you will go down mm. <laughs> you will go it will subdue you mm. like i made friends yeah i mean i met my roommates zenita and nicola back then and i i just because we had like a week before school actually resumes and yeah. after they won't let you out of the gate so it's that you're making use of the resources you have inside or you know so I said, okay, let me just go out of the room and socialize. Mm-hmm. I pulled my roommate from the bed. And then I met this other beautiful girl. Her name is Ifeima. Mm-hmm. And then my one of my best friends, Fatima. I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I met this, these four wonderful people in yeah. my life. And one particular day, I was just talking to Zenita. Like, very unrelated to loss or depression mm. or any of those things like we we're just talking having a conversation on the bed and guys i broke into tears it was like i had forced the positive energy so much yeah. my body mm. couldn't keep up mm. and i was i started crying mm. i cried to the point that i was literally shaking and zenita couldn't even couldn't help it she had to run out to go get ifema and zenita sorry ifema and fatima like that was how crazy it was, yeah. and then subsequently through my through my JUPEB, yeah, which was what I was in at FM Abba's Center, mm. through my JUPEB, I was literally having to pull myself up just mm. to carry on academically. Yes, like I won't lie, it was a whole lot of efforts. Like, but then again, let's talk about the fact that, well. Women's monthly, mm-hmm, monthly, mm. yeah. When when it comes, I'm sorry, you're not seeing me in classes, and it was just it was just serious serious effort for me, you know, to keep on academically. But I actually thank God for that academic space because, mm. in as much as it wasn't it wasn't allowing me to grieve, it actually helped me be productive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my results, every time people actually see my GPM results and see the fact that okay, I got the cut off mark for law. And I could use it for direct entry. They're like, oh my god, you're so smart. I'm like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then again, it was that for me. Like, the fact that I had to keep pulling myself up. Like, but then again, when I go home, this is a year's space. So you said what was going on with me is a year's space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then again, when I go home, it was quite funny that the same situation I was going through, I met it at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was worse for me because, you know, most fathers, they are normally not around. They travel a lot. Yes. That was my dad. So mm. the fact that I was in school self was giving me this notion of, even as, in, in as much as I was actually grieving, my, mm. my subconscious was aware of it and I was depressed most of the time. Yeah. I had this notion of, ah, he traveled, he'll come back. Mm. And maybe because I'm in school, I'm not just seeing him. Mm. Uh-huh. Wow. But then again, when I go home, into the very space that I call my humble abode. Mm. <laughs> not seeing him you. there. Not seeing him there for a month, two months. Mm. Oh my God. You. That was when he hit me. And guys, I was drowning. Mm. I go home and then I had to face the reality of the whole thing. My mom was depressed. I was depressed. <laughs> and then my younger siblings were becoming delinquents. Mm. I mean, who gave you the audacity to watch or watch television till 12 where you have school the next day mm. is this so, like what is going on i had to start you know as much as i was depressed i had to start fixing a whole lot of things mm. like you can't watch tv till 12 you have to start going to bed by 10 
I had to start making them do their laundry because why are you leaving it for mom? I had to start making them do a whole lot of things that used to be, which my mom had overlooked because she was too tired to talk about it, to mm-hmm. to to push to push for anything. I mean, my mom is literally a civil servant, so she goes to work every day, yeah. and then she still she still decided that in as much as my dad is no longer there she still wants to get her next degree mm, so she's yes. going to school mm, okay. she's going to school she's going to work and then she also has position in church mm. she is a nurse so she just decided okay i'll be having a, a session with um pregnant women every tuesday okay so she goes for this too she goes for weekly services she does a whole lot of things and mm. she's a pastor she's she was literally carrying a whole lot of things in her head that she she was neglecting this part mm. and i'm like what is going on in the house i had to start fixing a whole lot of things i had to start telling my mom i was even having to start correcting my mom which i didn't used to do before yeah so it was i don't know it was a whole lot for me like mm. but let's thank god for his grace because yeah. i mean i really was drowning that period i i was i was crying almost every night yeah. for the remaining part of that year because i came out of the international center as uh, let me say um should i say okay yeah the ending of september mm. and october november december it was it was enough time for me to probably heal up a bit since I'm at home, but I was seriously drowning. Every night I was probably crying and getting into the next year, which was um twenty twenty two, I had to start consciously in fact one of my prayer in fact my only prayer <laughs> for January twenty twenty two was to stop crying. Mm. Cause I was tired of living it. Like yeah. I know it was painful, but I was tired of living that painful reality. Mm, like yes. I was really tired of it and I had to just pray about it. And I really cried on the first of January twenty twenty two. I'm not gonna lie. And I don't know, it just it just got better mm. handling it consciously. Yeah. So um going from then in twenty twenty two from first of January twenty twenty two, it just got better and I also styled something for myself. My siblings go back on their feet. My mom, she yeah. got better. Maybe because I was there, like helping her out. Since my results came out late, mm-hmm. I couldn't get into any school. So I don't know. She just, I just tried to, you know, rejuvenate the house. You know, like see. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that was it. And then I got admission to BIU. Mm. Wow. In October this year. Sorry, last year. Yeah, that was it. This is really, you know, I have never been through the loss of uh, loved one. Yeah, a loved one. Okay, my grandma, but not a close type. Yeah, my grandma is close type, but not a like yours. You understand? Like up yes. close. Mm-hmm. But I have been through. I've been through. Okay, my mom has been through a divorce basically. Yeah. But then I just, I know how you feel, but not exactly how you feel. Yeah. But then I've been. Going through that, I know what it means to not have a father figure mm. in the picture of your life. So I know what it means to have failed promises, you know, promises that you wanted to actualize and then he didn't get to because of you. He was not there, obviously. Yeah. And then what it meant to have dreams, aspirations. Someone tell you, oh, I'll do this for you, I'll do that for you. And the next thing is nothing is happening. Uh, yeah, like it just, yeah, nothing. Yeah, you know, 
pastors will say or people will say um fathers are feathers mm. you know and when 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 something as big as a father is taken away from you your life just becomes it goes back to like yeah. grade one yeah. square one every time but i want to know how close were you with your, how close are you with your mom now how close are you with her then and now like how's the closeness like okay well back then like i said my mom is not someone that is emotionally there there like okay she she would acknowledge your emotions she would know okay you're sad or something but it just wouldn't bother her enough mm. to talk to you about it like i don't know it, it was just the thing for her it's just like yeah i love you but don't hug me <laughs> every mom everybody knows that uh, so okay, not my mom but okay, go. <laughs> okay she will, okay she's always like i love you hug me she wouldn't even tell you i love you she wasn't that person but after my dad's death although i used to like try to like tell her i love her and everything well before his death and everything it just used to be something very weird like oh i'm just the man i love you yes <laughs> but like after his death i saw that oh when i say i love you to her she said taking like actual efforts to yeah, say, it say back. back yes so now like back then i don't even tell her anything i don't discuss anything with her i don't have any business discussing stuff like that with her our own business was oh please i don't i want to learn this soup. please teach me how to mm. cook this soup yeah that was yes. it <laughs> and you know homemade stuff but when like after he died um during my whole my a-levels i was always trying to like ask her how are you mm. like how are you and well obviously she was lying to me through her teeth but <laughs> at least she was she was talking most of the time when she finds it difficult she calls and rants that oh my siblings are doing this my siblings are doing that and it was it was a bit comforting knowing that okay at least she's talking to me yeah and um now now our relationship is so close i before i could go weeks without texting her because well, mm. at least i text my dad as long mm. as yeah. i text, text so, yeah. him if something is wrong mm. <laughs> he'll tell me but now i can't even go a week without talking to her two mm. three times mm. and you know yeah she's now more intentional with saying oh i love you mm-hmm. and all that stuff it's it's actually great i feel like one of the things that we should learn to do more is telling people close to us you. yes i love you very important very very important. important because you don't know when you're going to you don't know what life can just happen yeah, yeah. life happened because the truth is we can't we can't we can question God, but oh, I did a lot. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, everybody, everybody has, has questioned yeah. God. Yeah. Let's just let's True. just yeah. that's True. reality yeah. because we always every we face something one thing or the other. It might not be it might not be lost, but it might still have to do with grief, depression, maybe something yeah. that you've been wanting for the longest yeah. time, just taking away. Oh, yeah, from just you. asking, and you're like, like why? why? Yeah, why am I doing this? So it's it's normal, but still not normal. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. So yeah, I just I'm I'm very very inspired by how you were able to like step into the shoes of oh yeah a big sister a mom a stronghold <laughs> like okay yes this has happened it's not the end of my life I have to move on and I I also admire your vulnerability for you to like be able to come out and say that yeah I cried I stayed I I I, I could not sleep I could not pull myself together 
there's beauty in being vulnerable Less, yeah. yeah there's beauty in being vulnerable as woman a man there's beauty in saying you know what i cannot do you know i need to cry i need to express myself mm. enough of that strong you can only stay strong for that long that is why you need your community and, then, and yeah. i feel like that's where healing comes in because healing comes in the, your process of crying yeah. crying yourself you to see you know it. helps yes it helps your because truth is when you're done crying do you, do you still cry now sometimes it depends on okay when you think about it yeah. and how it happened or yeah. things that or you stressed uh, yeah or things that you feel like oh he would have been yeah he would have done me. easier for you yeah yeah, pain, I, yeah, yeah, yeah no, i don't i don't cry about that okay i just i just feel like this grief helps your it helps your growing process because and that's what it should do because yeah. while whilst you're grieving Oh yeah. my god, this this you just said, it actually made me realize a lot of things. Like, the period I was grieving mm-hmm. actually made me realize a lot of things. Like, I said, I actually question God. Mm-hmm. I actually questioned him a lot. And it actually, like, 2022, like, yeah. you know, as much as, oh, um, how like I was at home and everything, it mm. actually, like, helped me improve in character. I told yeah. you this. Like, before a... Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was. How will I put it? Saucy. That and yeah, she mentioned that. She said, <laughs> she said to me that day, somebody does something to me, I will give you back. But now <laughs> she has. I'm the so look. humbled. She actually has. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> oh God. So that was it. Like mm-hmm. now, it's just like, oh, it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. It's not that deep. I just I just ignore a whole lot of things. Ah, it's not deep. And if if something happens, someone is shouting at me, I just got to like, ah, you're probably going through a lot. Oh. <laughs> you're probably going through a lot yeah. because what what is this anger? Where mm, is it coming where from? Coming from? True. You know. <laughs> so it it actually just made me a whole lot different. Like grieving actually did a whole lot of character development mm. for me. <laughs> that and i don't know it's just i don't know there's so much to life but it's, these days i'm actually happier i walked to mm. i walked to pg building a few days back when we had our um, latin magazines competition mm. oh was the <laughs> was it um participants mm. anyways so i walked today and while we were doing the latin magazines and when we were done i was talking to one of the people there mm. and this is someone that i don't even talk to on a normal day. I mean, we don't even relate. And the person goes, ah, I just love your vibe. I just love the way you are these days. You're just so happy. And I'm mm. like, yes. <laughs> yes. You you really are meant to just be happy. Mm. But this particular phase of my life came to me from grieving. Mm. Because, I don't know, like, I, I felt like, okay, like, I felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm down. So what? doesn't mean that I can't do other things. Mm-hmm. I can't do resourceful things. I had to, like, in January, from January, okay, hey, I don't know any, about any other person. I don't yeah. know about any other person, but yeah. I'm actually a very big fan of working on your physical body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, in as much as I was sad and everything, I had, and I, I then started um, doing things that I know I liked. Mm-hmm. Like working out, doing yoga, reading books, you know, I don't know, just doing stuff to improve my mood. Yeah. And that 
affected a whole lot of things yeah. for me. So now it's just like, oh, this is what I want to do. I do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's this really, really beautiful. Good, yeah. The fact that in your grief, you were able to like discover, grow. This is me. You know what? I can be better. I can be positive. I feel like grieving actually affects you in different ways. Different ways. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's either you. It's like individual thing. Exactly. Yeah, individual some thing. persons are. Some persons they just. just uh, they don't, don't ever recover from it, and they just stay inside it, and they're like, okay, you know what? It's the end of the world for me. I'm not going. And it's it's fine if if that's how you decide to handle it. But it's important that we have, like I said, I've been talking about community scenes. Yeah. I've been talking about expressing. I've been talking about crying. Yeah. It's important that you do all these things because that is the only way you can pull yourself exactly. out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very much okay to cry yeah. when you're going through stuff. Mm-hmm. It's okay to weep well about it. Yeah. Yeah. But It's way more important. But, to... but, but then again, for me, I feel like once you've cried enough, it's time to pick up what's left of you. My dear, yeah. as you're crying, be going on. forward. Yeah. Pick up what's left of you and just move on. Because truth is, we can't turn back the hands of time to say, okay, I wish it did happen. It yeah, has happened. It has happened. So you just have to bounce back. Mm. I, I feel like when it happened to me and... Okay, not, I don't share my story probably, but when it happened to me and, you know, my dad was no, was no longer there, for me it was a thing of... Okay, I think I was very, very little. Growing up to see... Understand. Yeah, to see it happen that, yeah. oh... There was no father figure and mm-hmm. I, I was it was frustrating but then i had i had, I, I had jesus yeah, yeah. I, I think the best gift my mom gave to me was jesus mm-hmm. yeah the best gift i had was jesus so there was a jesus in my in my in my pursuit of you know yeah finding myself realizing okay i don't have a physical father figure mm-hmm. but then i have jesus oh, yeah. so for me that was a very very yeah beautiful just, thing that's I just, amazing yeah yeah Part of, you just have to add you have to add you know being a believer exactly into that the whole journey the yeah. whole process healing exactly. and everything mm-hmm. and yeah thank you very much mata this has been simply amazing and we are grateful that you took our time to come and share. There's someone out there that clearly would love to hear this, would be grateful that ah, people, there are people like me that are going, that went through this yeah. and they've come out strong. And that's just it. Thank you so much. I'm Thank so you glad so I could share Thank you so much. I'm so glad you could come. This has been... I think it was a lot trying to tell you to come. Soothing and whatnot. So yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Masa. God bless you. HLTK Pod fam. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And we we just want to know how you feel like. Tell us. Tell us. How did you handle your grief? Tell us. Tell us if you've ever been in this position. Or any position at all. Because Ina, like she did, like hers is like healing from loss. A lot of persons are healing, have so many things that they need to Exactly, heal from. And that is the point of this episode. Heal find your community, talk about it more, cry, be vulnerable, you know, look for yeah. people that are your safe space. And whilst you're, on, and whilst you're on the depression level or whilst you're on the healing level, you could just do something, maybe yoga, yes. go to the gym. <laughs> it's funny how it's yeah. not as easy as we say. It's not, it's not actually, it's, it's not. It's not as easy, but like, you just have to try. Yeah. So that's important. So thank you very much. Thank you so again, much, Mata. We are really grateful. Thank you, HLTK Pod fam. I know you guys are saying, ah, this thing is almost 15 minutes. Thank you to my team. You love it. Thank you to my team. Yeah. 
Thank you. I've been giving Mushroom. all well side eye. Oh, okay. We are we not okay. We you guys to... need to see what this girl was she doing here. Eating gala and making noise with tea, but it's fine. She has moved from one place to the other. Yeah. Always a very funny girl. My always the newest member of our creative team. You yeah, guys already know Wana and Vanya. Always our newest member. Yeah, and they look alike, Oral and Wana. So yeah, yeah. but when you guys see them, you know what I'm talking Don't worry, about. We have a special episode for Oral since we had yeah. one from Vanya Wana. <laughs> Thank you guys Thank for Thank you listening. so much. Please Bye. interact with us. Follow Please like, us on follow, Instagram, share, share yeah. stream, do whatever you want to do. Also, follow um, Mata on Instagram. Martha, what's your, what's Instagram, your Instagram, handle? Instagram handle? Sila with AC. Oh.